It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. One to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two goals. Marvin Inogle scores. His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is the 20th day of February 2024. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. And now... We've got a new uh, new addition to the uh, to the program as well. Bing bong. Uh, we're now streaming on Facebook at our Facebook page X's and Bros. You can text the keyword Sports Radio. Send that to twenty one thousand Sports Radio to two one zero zero zero. Our Meyer Supercenter guest line eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's eight six six eight three eight forty eight forty three eight six six eight three eight. Huge. That's the phone number on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. BCSN down in Northwest Ohio. Iowa and Southeast Michigan, YouTube, and now on uh, on Facebook. So that's pretty cool. Find our podcast, listen back to anything you may have missed on demand by, by visiting Google, Apple, Spotify, and of course the iHeartRadio app. MichiganSportsNetwork.com is the website. XBMornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at RyanL underscore key. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. We've got Freddie the Pizza Man. He's on hold right now. He wants to talk wide receivers. Freddie, Good morning to you, my friend. How are you, partner? I made sure I, I, I took off my Bluetooth because I want to be clear on this one because your take this morning was terrible. Oh, okay, good. About that. So, oh, excited. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hey, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised uh, your Westsiders didn't call in about your COVID take today. So I'm waiting for those. It, calls. It's not a take. It's a report. Oh. There's no take there. It's a. Oh. It's a literally a report. You can Google it right now if you'd like to to find the results of the. Report. I don't. I, my wife. My wife's a doctor. I don't. I don't need to Google anything. So. Well, then I she'll be. I'm I sure she'll. Have, I'm I, sure she'll give you a full update on the report then, because it's. It's. I mean, it's global. I get global brown groundbreaking all, all news. I, all I said. All I said is I'm surprised you didn't get any calls. Yet. I'm just wait. You know, I just wait. I'm waiting to hear those calls. That's all. But uh, so. <laughs> First of all, I got to laugh. Listen to you last night. I'll be honest with you, I caught the tail end of it because I was in and out of stores. And the stores I was in, the phone wasn't working and the Bluetooth wasn't working. You know, it's blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I heard you bring up Urban Meyer again. I mean, I, I was like, you know, Anthony, I, you say the people that wanted the Urban Meyer, okay? Now, I, you know, I, I, know you, I know that's a shot at me. 
Okay. Freddie, you, well, if you let's, think let's, you're the let's... only person that wanted Urban Meyer in oh. Detroit. Oh, no, 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 no. I know. You're right. You're, you're 100% right. But what I'm, what I'm saying is you, got, you, you, you can't say Urban Meyer was a failure now because when, when people wanted Urban Meyer, you, you keep forgetting this point. The Lions were a failure. The owner had her hands in her head on Thanksgiving versus Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans. They got embarrassed. They get embarrassed every Thanksgiving, but they got embarrassed. And it was the nine months prior when they gave the coach and the general manager a vote of confidence to say, "We, you, you need to be winning or you're out, which was the number one mistake. But no one talks about that anymore. But that was the number one mistake. Apathy has set in this town, meaning everyone gave up on the Lions at that point. At that point, when her hands were in her head, everyone gave up on the Lions. They were done with the Lions. They, they finally came out of the woodworks and said, oh, Matt Patricia is no good, when most of them were still supporting the guy. Most of them knew, most Carlos Monterez knew he was terrible when he wrote the article about them now um, overworking him in his first spring, uh, practice. I mean, so apathy has set in, and then the best thing she ever did was go get Chris Spielman because Chris Spielman made this fan base feel good again. And the, and, and the first thing you think of is we got to bring in a winner, a guy that's going to finally win. But we're done with first, first head coaches, Matt Patricia, Jim Schwartz. We're done with those. We need a winner. And most people that were logical would say, well, if they brought in Chris Spielman, he would know if Urban Meyer was a good fit or not. He knew. He didn't hire him. But to say that to say he he failed in Jacksonville doesn't mean he would have failed here or it was the wrong choice. Apathy has set in with the Lions, and and uh, it, there was nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're still talking about takes in 2017 that wasn't even a bad take. Okay, I, so you have to give the context of what we were speaking about last night, which was uh, Chauncey Billups was named to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. The context of this is very simple is that I don't believe that anybody who played NBA basketball should be in the same Hall of Fame as anybody who did not play NBA basketball because there's different levels. And so I brought up Urban Meyer in the conversation of people wanted Urban Meyer in Detroit, and I asked Lomas Brown, "Do it was Urban Meyer, is he a college football Hall of Fame coach? Yes or no? The answer is obviously yes. I mean, the guy won national Absolutely. championships all over the place. And as Lomas pointed out, left bodies all over the place too. That's neither here nor there. Would he be a pro football it. Hall of Fame head coach? Yeah. Is he a pro football Hall of Fame head coach? No, absolutely not. Exactly. So that's where the conversation that's what that's where the conversation it doesn't have anything to do it doesn't have anything to do with Jim Harbaugh. The point is is that the the Hall of Fames have to be separate. So Jim Harbaugh has got nothing to do with this conversation whatsoever. All I did was bring up a point of a guy who already is a college football Hall of Fame level coach who would not make it at the pros. Nick Saban, college football Hall of Famer, absolutely. Pro football Hall of Fame, not a snowball's chance in hell. So therefore, it brings us to the Basketball Hall of Fame in which you should never have anybody who hasn't played NBA basketball in the same Hall of Fame as an NBA player. Well, Tom Izzo's in the, in the Hall of Fame, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. But exactly, so there's a perfect that. example. Tom Izzo is in the Hall of Fame for basketball. He has never done it at the NBA yeah. level. He should not be in the same Hall of Fame as Phil Jackson. I, I, I get that. I really do. But my biggest thing with Tom Izzo is I don't think anybody should be in the Hall of Fame until you're done. Done. 
because when you play in the NFL, right, you have to wait five years, correct, to to even to even be eligible to be on the ballot. Yes. Yeah. So th- that doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Famer, but how is he in the Hall of Famer? He's not the only one, by the way. No, I agree. How are I agree. In the Hall of Fame. How is, yeah, how are these guys in the Hall of Fame? They're not even done coaching. What about if they go? What about if they go uh, over a hundred the last three years of their season? I mean, well, he's already in. Already so he's already in. It doesn't matter. Yeah. A yeah. comet could hit the yeah. earth. Anyways. Yeah, well, what I was saying is that I think Jim Harbaugh is a college football Hall of Fame, but I don't think he's a pro. I mean, if he wins a Super Bowl, <laughs> then watch out because what he did with San Francisco. But uh, anyways, listen. The Jim Harbaugh is going to end the Kansas City Chief reign of terror in the AFC West. I'm telling you right now, he's going for it. He's taking uh, him out. Yeah. And, and you're going to love and, it. I am gonna love it because I love him in the pros. I, 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 San Francisco right, was was always my team. It, it, it hurt me to root right. against them in the Super Bowl, but uh, I'm a Mahomes guy. Um, so listen, we just we don't need no wide receivers. So what you're telling me, more wide receivers is that your quarterback's average. We don't need any more wide receivers. We got Jameis Williamson is going to be a star. Uh, we got St. Brown. Uh, you got you guy Josh Reynolds. We don't need any more wide receivers. We need guys on the defense, that the interior line on both sides of the ball. Forget wide receivers because you have an average quarterback at best. We don't need any more wide receivers. You got. I, I give you plenty of examples. I text them to you. You only read half my text today. Um, I can only read I what I can you, see, I Freddie. I can only read what I yeah, can see. I understand. Well, Take it easy paper, on uh, the mozzarella today, Freddie. I'm 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 actually closed today, but you know what? As an owner, you know, the, just to give you a fair warning. When you are closed, you're still there eight nine hours. I just want people to understand that. So, um, knock on the side door if you got to stop by Freddy's. We'll be back with more X's and Bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, it's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Suddenly, Michigan State's men's basketball team has a shot perhaps to finish at least in third place in the Big Ten's regular season. There are two teams that have been dominant, right? Purdue and Illinois. And the Spartans still have to play at Purdue amongst the five games they have remaining. But first things first, with three straight wins. The Spartans will be heavily favored at home this week. Tuesday night against Iowa, Sunday afternoon against Ohio State. If the Spartans get past those two, they still have two road games left at Purdue. Likely an underdog, of course, in the final game of the regular season at Indiana. And who knows what will be on the line for both of those teams. Can the Spartans keep their momentum going? Well, they hope to, at least this week, with the home games. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Save big on fuel with M-Perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. 
You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. I want to give a uh, congratulations to uh, Jack Blanchett from Lake Superior State University, a, uh, an alumni of St. Mary Catholic Central, class of 2021. He was the CCHA Defenseman of the Week. Congratulations to him. And I know Ryan was excited after this weekend and uh, Michigan State's dominance over the University of Michigan because uh, not only did it happen in basketball, but Michigan State also brought home the Iron D trophy in college hockey and has guaranteed themselves home ice advantage in at least the first round of the CCH, uh, the CCHA, the Big Ten uh, playoffs as well, the Big Ten tournament. So congratulations to Coach Adam Nightingale and the uh, Michigan State Spartans. There's a local tie here as well. You remember Adam Nightingale? He was in the Detroit Red Wings system for a while. His brother, Jared Nightingale, was the captain of the Toledo Walleye for uh, many years and uh, now is in the in the coaching realm in his own respect. So congrats to uh, uh, Coach Knighty there. they got a freshman goaltender who's made 27 starts uh, already and uh, a true freshman at that. And just, you know, I know, look, Freddie calls. He's all worked up over Michigan. Somehow Jim Harbaugh got brought in the conversation. Look, just as a reminder. Michigan tight ends in the ballgame. They handed to Corum again and makes the cut. First down. Spence and scores. Blake Corum puts Michigan on top in overtime. Just in case you forgot. Yeah, that was Blake Corum OT touchdown against Alabama. It was it was not. I used Urban Meyer for an example yesterday because we we were discussing the Naismith Hall of Fame, which was announced. And congratulations to Chauncey Billups as well. Detroit basketball. But in no way, shape, or form should there be Hall of Fames that somehow overlap each other. Like you can be a college basketball Hall of Famer, you could be a professional basketball Hall of Famer. But if you didn't do it at the NBA level, you shouldn't be in the same Hall of Fame as NBA guys and vice versa. Like there were some really good college players. Tim Tebow. There, here's another example. Just so happens there's a connection to Herbert Meyer here. Tim Tebow is a college football Hall of Famer. Is he a pro football Hall of Famer? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Charles Woodson, college football Hall of Famer? Yes. Pro football Hall of Famer? Yes. Because he was legendary at both levels. So poll question yesterday, I want to get to the results of this as well. Should all pro sports leagues eliminate their all-star games? 77.6% of you said, yep, they are pointless. 22.4% said no. That's a pretty high volume poll there as well. I find it incredibly interesting uh, what happened with the NBA All-Star Game was uh, it, uh, for Larry Bird, you know, they're, they're doing a Pacers thing, and, you know, the, the All-Star Game's in Indiana, and the Pacers are having a, a special gathering, and Larry Bird's talking about, you know, talking about play, player coach GM, and Larry Bird, sensational. And a shout out to his Sycamores of Indiana State getting ranked in the top 25 as well. That's pretty cool. First time they've been in the AP poll since Larry Bird was there. Uh, last week, so good, good on them. Larry Bird's talking about the yeah, you got the best players in the world. It needs to be competitive. Uh, LeBron James said afterwards that it needed to be competitive. Uh, so why didn't you compete? You know, Jalen Brown talked about you know he thinks that some guys are afraid of participating in the dunk competition because they don't want to turn into a meme. 
Well, uh, yeah, but that happens every single night. But I understand what he's saying. Like the fact that John Morant is, you know, you know my feelings on John Morant. Demetrius, he is, uh, he's a bad example. Bad example. But he can fly. Zion Williams, like Zion should be in there. Zion should absolutely be in the dunk competition. Like there is no reason for Zion to not be in the dunk competition. LeBron James should have competed in the dunk contest. At some point in his life, he should have done it. And if you want to argue, and for Zion Williamson, like this is something he gets paid so much money at 23 years of age. Like that would be, I mean, welcome back to the center stage. Good for him if he would participate in it. Mac McClung is a fun story. He puts a lot of effort into it, and that's fine and dandy. But Mac McClung winning the dunk, the dunk contest is, yeah, whatever. We're not that far removed from Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine going head-to-head, which was a sensational dunk competition. Have we reached the limit of what a human is capable of? More than likely. Like, I don't know if there's a whole bunch of stuff that you could actually throw in there. Now, what are you going to do? Bounce the ball off the shot clock and catch it and windmill it? Like, sure. You know, is it, it's, it's supposed to be fun. Sure. You'll be on the internet for a day and then it'll all go away. But that's kind of the, the point of where we're at from a society standpoint. Like it's always the, always people that are making fun of people doing something at, a, at that level that have never even sniffed that level. So it's like, okay, well, you know, keep everything in, in you know, consideration. That's why I stood up for Josh Reynolds. Like Josh Reynolds was captain consistency all year long. Josh Reynolds had, a bad drop. A bad drop. That's that's what he was. Uh, as for the, and I know that where we're at from a from an all star game standpoint, they're not competitive. Uh, some people have said, well, what about if you give them five hundred thousand dollars? I think that's a terrible idea. And I'll tell you this much: for the average American that is struggling right now, if in every stretch of the word, because you know. Interest rates are up. Gas prices are up. Cost of living is up. Like everything, inflation is up. You know, everything has gone through the roof. It's difficult for the average American to justify wanting to go to a game and take a family of four there. It's expensive. You know, if it's $50 to park, you might have a little bit of a walk. You got $50 to park. You've got a ticket for you, your wife, two kids. How much is that? Let's say they're $50 a piece. There's 200 So we're at 250 right now. We haven't even bought a hot dog. We haven't even stepped in, stepped in the facility yet. You know, a kid wants a, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't know, trinket is the best word that I'll use from the game. It's memorable. Okay, you're looking at what, 500 bucks. Once you get done, food, drink the entire evening as a whole. Are you eating at the game? Did you go out to eat beforehand? You know, are you going to buy a $12, $15 beer? You know, there's just so for me when when I hear that guys that are making you know signing contracts that are nine figures, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Like I don't, you think five hundred thousand is going to move the needle for him? You think that's what's what it's going to do? How does that make me feel as a fan to say, okay, these guys will play in a pickup game in the summer and risk injury. But now all of a sudden we're worried about getting injured in the all-star game, but you play hard in your summer runs at the summit that we see all these videos coming from. So if that's the case, then if you get injured in a summer league game, it should void your contract. If you're really that worried about injury, you shouldn't be doing any of it. If it's not an actually uh, an actual team sanctioned event, 
like training camp, uh, like NBA Summer League, like, you know, whatever the case, does that void your contract then? Because you're apparently not, you know, worked up over, you know, playing at UCLA. As Kobe Bryant once said, you got guys going harder in in open runs at UCLA than they are in the All-Star game. Would it be more fun for you, the fan, if they cared more? The Pro Bowl is, I mean, completely out the window. They're never going to go back to what the Pro Bowl was. That is dead. They could try to reinvent it and take everybody to Disney World and try to make it fun. But the Pro Bowl, you're, you're never going to, like Sean Taylor once tried to decapitate a punter in the Pro Bowl. You'll never see that again. It's over. I, I was the last, I was, we were the last of the generation to see actual Pro Bowl football being played. You got flag football, dodgeball, throw the balls at targets, you know, whatever. MLB's All-Star Game, they tried to wait the winner of the All-Star Game. They waited it so that that winner would have home field advantage in the playoffs. That's ridiculous. You can't do that. You can't incentivize that because you have too many guys that don't have anything to do with the playoffs out there playing. They should never say. Get that out of here. And then for the NHL, skills competition's cool. The three-on-three is just kind of a novelty. It just, it just is what it is. So like, I, don't, I don't mind the NHL All-Star Game. I don't mind baseball's all-star game. Home home run derby's awesome. The game itself is kind of blah. You know, it's a good way to good way to break up the season a little bit into two parts. And we have this conversation every year. Every single year we have this conversation. I don't know what the solution is. The solution is someone's gonna have to go out there and care and start stealing the ball and put up a 60 burger and just start talking trash. We're gonna need a bad guy. That's what we need. We need one bad guy to set the tone. For everybody, we're going to step aside when we return. My good buddy Dave Briggs of the Toledo Blade will join us. What in the world happened to the to the Mid American Conference in hoops? We'll talk about it next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Join us now covering uh, the Mid-American Conference for our friends at the Toledo Blade. His name is Dave Briggs. You can find him on Twitter. We love the Twitter. Find him there. Argue on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at D Briggs Blade. Dave, my man, good morning to you. How are you? How's life? How are things, partner? Doing well. Thanks for having me on, man. This is great. I was reading your your feature piece uh, about the Mid American Conference, and I, I, of course, I you know about broke my screen trying to click it and trying to figure out exactly what in the world happened to the Mid American Conference. And I thought you did a really great job. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet your uh, tweet to the link so our our listeners can read it as well because it affects all of our directional schools that are within our listening range, whether it's Eastern, Central, or Western Michigan, and then of course the two schools in Ohio that are Toledo and Bowling Green uh, that. That are in our neighborhood as well, and you know, every once in a while, Dave, I'll go through and do like the net in the Ken Palm rankings for the Big Ten and the Mid American Conference, and the slow decline or rapid decline in the in recent memory. What, in your opinion, took place? post 2019 where as you wrote in 2019 the mac is a neighborhood featured with a gated manor at the top of a hill in buffalo a few big houses with backyard cabanas tended by pool boys toledo bowling green and kent state and a thriving middle class what happened since then yeah i mean it's interesting and then like you mentioned i mean first of all it's it's I would say it probably shouldn't have been as good as it was in 2019 and it should be nowhere near where it is right now. I mean, if you go back to 2019, eighth in the net out of 32 leagues, just behind the Pac-12, which I believe only got two teams in the tournament that year, and head of the Atlantic 10 and the Mountain West and the and the, the league with Gonzaga and St. Mary's and a couple of those other good teams, West Coast Conference. So pretty, pretty damn good in 2019 and just on the brink of getting – two teams into the tournament um, as an, uh, with the second team as an large. Now you go and look at it's 23rd in the net, 24th in Ken Palm. And yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of things have happened. I mean, for one, I mean, the obvious one is the free agency era, the transfer portal NIL that has not been very good to the Mac. I mean, and I think in a way the Mac's reputation is one of the strongest mid-major leagues has worked against it in a big way. I mean, the top leagues are viewing them as the, you know, the top minor league that you go to look for for your talent. If you look at just the um, just last year, out of the 15 players who were on the three All MAC teams for second, third, eight were eligible to return. Only two came back, um, and five transferred. Include and Imani Bates went to the NBA, um, and those transfers included some some really good players, including the uh, MAC Player of the Year at Toledo. Um, and Ray J. Dennis. So I feel like that's that's a big one. Obviously, uh, teams in the MAC aren't going to be able to compete with the NIL collectives at the uh, at the bigger schools, and they have a lot of really good players that they're going after. MAC schools are going to be able to hang on to a lot of them. I mean, Toledo Toledo's done a really good job and won three straight MAC regular season titles in the hunt for a fourth. <laughs> with the exception of Ray J. Dennis, they've done a really good job of hanging on to their top players. They have a lot of guys people would want and the culture there and foundation has allowed them to do some good things. So not saying it's a lost cause for Mac schools. Um, you can build continuity. You can, uh, you can uh, do some good things and, and the transfer portal works both ways. It's helped Toledo as well. Um, so that's one thing, the NIL free agency era 
another thing I think is just the just the nature of um, it's just if, if you're just looking at the metrics and the metrics are what matter getting into the NCAA tournament and that's what the committee looks at. The scheduling by MAC teams has just been atrocious, with the exception of of some teams at the top. You look at the bottom teams, uh, Central Michigan, for instance, it's, and it's a fairly representative schedule from uh, from some of these teams. You know, the athletic directors, the presidents are telling the uh, basketball coach, hey, you got to raise X amount of dollars. And, you know, they played five buy games, five guarantee games on the road. And, um, you know, that's not uh, that's not the ideal schedule. Toledo, for instance, on the other end, you look at Ohio, um, the Rockets, I think, only had one one buy game on the road at West Virginia. Um and then, I'm sorry. Are, are you there? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm here. I'm just. I'm. I'm listening because I'm. I'm looking at these. I'm looking at these buy games right now, Dave. And I'm looking at like for the net rankings, which the NCAA has constructed to break everything into quadrants in trying to get through who's a quad one game and how does that move into quad two later on in the season. The whole thing is is uh, preposterous to me but you know the entire mac as a whole does not have a single quadrant one win uh the entire oh, no. conference as a whole has what three quadrant two wins like i mean at some point if you do schedule five by games at some point you got to show up and make it shake a little bit you gotta win one of these things dave oh no absolutely no i'm sorry i, I thought I, I thought i lost you before i heard something but um no it's uh it, it's <laughs> Absolutely, it's uh, it's it's crazy, and, and I don't think, but they're not scheduling these games to win, and that, that's the problem. Um, and you look at you look at that, you know, you're, you're scheduling five five road by games, and then next thing you know, maybe you need two or three non D one games at home to uh, to make up to offset that because you do need home games. You can't just play all your games on the road. I guess you could, but but. Um, and then uh, next thing you know, you're going into the max schedule with two or three Division One wins, and that just kills the metrics. And you're not necessarily a bad team if you're if you're uh, say you schedule six games against Big Twelve and Big Ten teams, and then two non D one games at home out of your ten or eleven or, or twelve non conference games. Might have two non conference wins or two D one wins. Not necessarily a bad team. You've just scheduled horribly. You haven't prepared yourself. You've tanked the metrics of the league, and next thing you know, combined with other factors like the transfer portal um, and the NIL and then everything, and some of this is just cyclical. I mean, there's five first or second year coaches in the MAC, um, but I, I would I would say that's it just does not entirely feel cyclical either. So, um, and then you end up with you know 24th in the 24th out of 32 leagues. Um, right down there with some of those like America East and Atlantic Sun and and uh, these traditionally low major leagues you see on TV the, at the end of the year that are playing their conference championship games and in high school sized gyms. So it's just a very very odd company the MAC is keeping right now and certainly not where they want to be. You know they recently had like this MAC Sun Belt um, challenge. Like I lo- I used to love the uh, the Big Ten ACC challenge. Obviously that has uh, changed a little bit. You have the Gavit games. Like you have some of these uh, back and forths where conferences team up and they say, hey, we're going to get some really good games and we'll go. You know we'll try to rotate it. You you try to find a conference that has you know similar number of teams so everybody can play. In some years your guys will play. Uh, in some years you'll have an off year and you won't be able to participate because that's you know the conferences are are, are you know different 
sizes. Do you think that the MAC should do more of this? I know that you know Toledo recently played App State uh, out of the Sun Belt, but you know should they go and try to take on uh, the Missouri Valley? Is there any value in in that, or the Ohio Valley, or something that makes sense? Maybe even the Mountain West, right? Because we look at the MAC and the Mountain West uh, and the Sun Belt similarly. Maybe even Conference USA in football terms. Should we look to do more of that conference wide and getting some of these uh, tournaments or games, if you will, on the schedule to kind of beef up some of our, um, you know, non high major opponents. Sure. No, I mean, I think there's, there's value in that. And I asked, you know, John Steinbrecher, the commissioner of the Mac, did you, was the main reason you did this Sunbelt challenge to basically force the teams to basically force good games on the schedule that the teams otherwise would, uh, would not do kind of, uh, put them in a hostage situation here and say, you're, you're doing this. Um, he said, no, obviously they are trying to get better games, but they've been trying for a, a decade to find a partner. And um, so I, they, they certainly have looked at, I, I would have to assume the Missouri Valley. I mean, that would be a, a good partner. Um, although they do play a lot of Missouri Valley teams in the non-conference, but, but the Sun Belt is a, as a league um, that the Mac would view as, as slightly below it. Um, obviously not this year. The Sun Belt is, is significantly better, but the, a good, unique partner. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think it just has to. The lead, the teams just need to. The schools need to take it upon themselves to have some uh, have some respect and, and schedule some good games here. Um, I, I did like the. I mean, this is going back twenty years, but the bracket busters games kind of made sense. Where you, for the top teams, um, you know, you you pair them in February, like at the top team in the back versus the top team in the in the valley or the or the second place team in the MAC versus the top team in the Sun Belt, whatever, you know, that put the top mid-major games, mid-major teams together in a non-conference game in February. I don't necessarily know the point of the, the, the MAC Sun Belt challenge for doing a, a home and home series. I, I guess if you, if you want to do a one-off each year and have the, have them play in November, like they did um, all the Sun Belt teams played um, in Mac cities in November. I don't necessarily know the point of returning that in February. I don't know why the, all the Mac teams need to go to Sunbelt schools in the middle of the conference race. Um, and may, maybe I could see it if it's it just for the top two teams, but why is, why is the 11th place team in the Mac traveling down South um, to play the 11th place team in the Sunbelt? I mean, that's just, that just seems kind of like a, just pretty pointless. So, but yeah, it's just, uh, I think it just goes back to the schedule. I mean, teams have to have to schedule smarter in 2012. I believe the Mac put together a commission. They didn't mandate the teams have to schedule 15 home games. Um, but they, they did put a significant financial incentive in it and teams started to do it. That was one of the reasons why the metrics started to get good. Um, reached again, reached as high as eighth out of 32 leagues in 2019. But the last few years, schools have really gotten away from it. Um, And we end up in situations where some schools are scheduling as few as 12, 13 home games now. You know, uh, Dave Briggs joined us uh, from the Toledo Blade. Find him on Twitter, D Briggs Blade. Make sure you click on that article to read more about the Mid American Conference and their uh, slow decline, uh, you know, or rapid decline uh, on the national landscape. Dave, I'm I'm very interested in the NIT because that has been uh, a place that you know b- both of us are very familiar with uh, in recent memory. And for the upcoming 2024 NIT, the conference regular season champions that do not win their conference 
tournament or are otherwise selected to the NCAA Division I Madden Basketball Championship will not receive an automatic bid to the NIT. This, to me, is like, yeah, now now they've just said, hey, the heck with that. We're going to go after the big-name teams, the big-name schools, and we're going to try to boost this thing back up. But that actually hurts uh, teams like a Toledo in the Mid-American Conference if they can't automatically get in, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's a – on one hand, it's an absolute joke. I mean, it's you're rewarding the, and, and you know, Toledo coach Todd Kowalczyk has always said the uh, the NIT is even more rigged than the NCAA tournament. And I'm just paraphrasing him there. But in terms of in terms of the uh, the favoritism towards towards uh, bigger schools, I mean, the NCAA tournament, in theory, and and uh, you know, I, I would I would say that the committee does a pretty good job. Um, of uh, of selecting who they think are the best teams, you can argue with some power conference bias, of course, on the on the bubble, and and I would very much argue that. But they're they're picking who they think are the best at large teams in the in the field. The NIT doesn't even pretend. I mean, they're just picking they're picking the biggest brands. They're picking who they think will be the the biggest draws on TV. They're thinking about the finals at Madison Square Garden or Las Vegas or Indy, wherever the heck the finals are now. Um, they want. They want good schools that they think are going to draw ratings and bring attention to the tournament. So you're going to get more power conference schools as a, as a, as a, you know, to offset that they've had the, the clause in there that if you win your conference tournament, but don't win, or if you win your regular season in a mid-major conference, but don't win your conference tournament in a one bid league, you still get an automatic bid. As you mentioned, they have taken that away. It's a complete joke, but at the same time, on the other hand, the NIT is kind of a joke, so it doesn't offend me that much if you miss the NIT because it's like a uh, big deal. The teams, people might think it's a big deal to make the NIT if you're a school like Toledo, and it kind of is. I mean, it's it's nice, it's but I mean, let's not pretend that every year Toledo makes the NIT, they're incredibly devastated to be in the NIT because they're just coming off the, the conference tournament. Um, so I, on one hand, it's a joke that the teams like Toledo and Matt and, um, and Akron and Kent state and Bowling green and the Michigan schools are going to be disrespected like this at the same time. Um, I don't, I can't, it's not, it's not, I can't, uh, I can't be uh, too offended. The teams are missing the NIT where the real insanity and where I would take extreme offense is to the suggestion of, uh, <laughs> of taking away the large bids to the, or the, the automatic bids to the conference through the NCAA tournament. And if you mess with that in any way, so. So that NIT brings me, that brings me to the biggest question ever. <laughs> that brings me to the biggest question ever since both of us, you know, being in the Mac here, like do you want to reward the team that's been the best for, you know, three to four months or the team that's been the best for three to four uh, three to four games during conference tournament championship week. I know why championship week exists, right? It's great television uh, that, you know, it, it makes for a wonderful theater, but it would put more emphasis on the regular season. Have they send the regular season champion to the NCAA tournament? So what say you, do you like conference tournament week or do you want to see the regular season champ get into the NCAA tournament? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very conflicted on this. I mean, that's the, that's the age old question. I mean, it's, it's obviously, I mean, I would, <laughs> it's harder to in a league like the Mac with, with so much parity and a lot of good teams at the top, it's certainly harder to be the best team over, uh, 
over a course of, of three months. And, you know, Toledo's obviously the, the poster child for this. I mean, three straight Mac regular season outright championships never been done before in the league's modern history. Just an incredible accomplishment. And I think we can all agree that's 10 times harder than making one a one-off run and getting hot one weekend in March. Um, so yeah, you would, you would like to see that rewarded at the same time. The conference tournaments are awesome. I mean, the, the, the drama of the conference tournaments almost are the NCAA tournament in a way that just starting a week earlier and knowing it's, it's single elimination. Um, just, the just, the just I don't know, in, a, in a sporting sense, the life or death feel of, of every play in these, these games at the Mac tournament do, uh, do add a, a special feeling. I mean, this is the tension, the joy, the agony, the just everything in the, the electricity in the air in Cleveland is a, is a, is a special magical March mix. So, um, and that's a, that's a fun scene too. I mean, this means everything to the teams there. And if, uh, if you just had the, if you just had the regular season winner go and say the team won by three games and then you didn't have a conference tournament after that, and that would, that would render a lot of uh, a lot of the season completely meaningless. Whereas now, yeah, you're not completely rewarding the regular season winner, but you do have every team, at least the top eight teams who make it to Cleveland, feel like they have a chance to get the uh, – get to punch that magical ticket. So I don't know. I'm very conflicted. I think it's at some point you just gotta, you just gotta embrace what it is. The regular season is a, a great accomplishment, but it's also for seeding for the Mac tournament, which is ultimately where, uh, where it counts most in, in the, today's culture. And, and, uh, and I don't know. I, I think I, I like, I like the current setup, but I certainly appreciate how, uh, how it can seem unfair. And I'll tell you what, in the words of the great late Al Davis, just win, baby. His name is Dave Briggs. Find him on Twitter at D Briggs Blade. Dave, my friend, thank you so much for the time this morning, partner. We greatly appreciate you. Hey, thanks, man. See you soon, Anthony. I can't wait. I will see you soon. Uh, Freddie wants to know how Dave would feel about Michigan being in the NIT. He just loves uh, Michigan. And be sure to click on that article as well. I just tweeted out uh, the link to it, uh, too. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. The 51-year sportsman's tradition continues. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace February 22nd through the 25th. Four football fields of outdoor equipment, boats, and activities. Buy your fishing boat from dealers who know how to rig them right. Meet the lodge operators and guides from Michigan to Africa. Hunting and fishing gear, seminars with guides and pros. Great deals on fishing boats and pontoons. And the lumberjacks are back. Free crossover admission to the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace February 22nd through the 25th. 
Feuds here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'm broadcasting statewide from Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Outdoor Rama 2024 is happening this weekend, and you can join me at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. And Lomas Brown will be there on Friday, former Lion, 2 until 4. You can see Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart. You could win and meet him at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken thighs for $1.49 per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks when I shop in store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. 